Good day, fellow investors. Welcome to the Modern Value Investing Podcast with Sven Karlin, where we compound investment returns as well as investment knowledge in order to help you achieve your financial goals. Good day, fellow investors. What's going on in the world of finance and economics? Quarter 1, 2023. The new guide to the markets from JPM is out and we're going to take their slides, their data to discuss what's priced in the market now. I disagree with what the market is seeing. The economy is stretched even if no one cares about that yet. Fiscal will definitely become a burden. Inflation is here to stay. And then we're going to touch on how to invest in this environment. If you enjoyed this, smash that like button. It really helps supporting the channel. Let's immediately start with the first topic, markets, earnings, valuations, and likely investment returns for you. So the S&P 500 is down about 14% from its peak at the beginning of last year. So going nowhere, valuations are a little bit lower But keep in mind, this is a forward price earnings ratio, what the market expects for the next 12 months. And that's, again, something I strongly disagree with, as I did in the past. Sometimes I'm right, sometimes they are right. It's certainly different from bottom market levels and valuations, when it was really, really cheap. Of course, if you buy when it's cheap, then you know that you get great returns, like those that did in 2009 had. If you buy when it's expensive, well, you know what happens there. And we are still on the expensive side, especially from a longer than a 25-year average. Here again, this is a presentation from an investment bank. They have to be bullish to sell to their clients. And if you look at what to expect from the market now, they say, okay, at this valuation, likely earnings ahead of 10%, nothing wrong with that. Similarly, five years, again, five, six, seven percent returns, thus good returns from investing. You should invest, buy the indexes, invest with them, and all is well. However, here comes the tricky situation, and this is what I want you to focus on. These are the earnings of the SAP 500, and 2023, 2024, 2025, we have earnings estimates by analysts. So those estimates are always positive, except here and there, more often they're not. With green, we have earnings recessions. And last year, lo and behold, there was an earnings recession. But that doesn't scare analysts. That's just one pause. And uh, going forward, earnings will just keep on exploding at about 10% per year growth and will reach 275 SAP 500 points or dollars. I personally argue that it might also look like this and earnings might reach below 200 for a price earnings ratio of above 20 down the road. And if we see a real recession, not just an earnings recession, it might even touch 125 or lower 
And then you see a 50% decline in stocks because everyone is expecting this peak. Of course, nobody knows what will happen, but I prefer to be on the conservative side when it comes to investing. If I'm wrong, okay. If I'm right, I save myself from very big losses. And then where to find protection? If we compare value versus growth, growth is still on the expensive side and value is still on the cheap side. So if you focus on value, but you have to also know how to do that, then you might find, of course, cheaper stocks, less downside for maybe equal or even higher upside. Some people say, Sven, go to small caps, but I don't agree because I looked at 3000 of them last year and just look at this interest rate coverage ratio. Large caps, 10 times, small caps, just two times, which means that small caps are much more levered, same valuations, etc., etc. It's not that easy. The percentage of unprofitable companies is pretty significant and it's even going higher. So much more risk there investing in unprofitable companies. Going forward, we can't expect anything because we cannot know the future, but if you know what can happen, 30% up next year can happen this year, but it can also be 34% down or 25 or 20. Those are normal things. That is the normal volatility of investing in stocks. But you have to know that when you pay high valuations, high price to earnings ratios, usually the subsequent returns are on the negative side because it's much likelier that things go wrong than right. And that's my conclusion about the market. I think that markets analysts, economists, the Fed are still too exuberant. We have been enjoying practically now 14 years of no issues whatsoever. If there is an issue, the Fed just prints money and puts out all the fires. Simple as that. We'll discuss a bit more about that in the economic and Fed and interest rates, inflation part of that, and then you will get the complete picture through the video. Now, let's discuss the economy. In my view, one thing is certain, slower and slower growth for developed countries ahead. Because if we take a look at the trend growth of 2%, everyone thinks, oh, everything is growing at 2%. But if I look at that line and I look at the real line, for most of the time, <laughs> the real situation tells me that at best, it reaches 2%, but it's usually much, much lower. And then if we look at recession determinants, we are not in the green, but we are in the yellow, slowly orange, going towards reddish. Of course, no one can predict a recession. The media is often very, very vocal about it. When it gets into media, everyone talks about recessions but then it is a passé story, something else is more important, artificial intelligence, whatever. But a recession can happen in the next six months, very possible. And the end of 2023 can look much different than the start of 2023. Numbers don't look stellar, 
but not even that great if you look in totality. If you want to dig deeper into a chart, just pause the video and enjoy. So the conclusion on the economy is that things won't be as good as those were in the past because we have levered ourselves, we have lowered interest rates, we have woken up inflation, and it's very unlikely that the growth, the power, the everything we enjoyed for the last 40 years will just simply continue. At some point it will be and that is because we keep pushing the can down the road and as long as the party is going, Sven, don't be the party breaker. But that's the reality and uh, I'm not the party breaking. I'm hoping for the best, but preparing always for the worst. The federal finances, again, beautiful chart by JPM. I get flabbergasted by this. So if we look at the borrowing of the total federal budget, 23% of total spending will again be borrowed. So no pandemic, no nothing, no recession, no crisis, and the borrowing just continues, continues, and continues. And the forecast is that that level of borrowing and even higher will just continue forever. So we can borrow our way out of anything and finally, finally, the debt to GDP projections have been revised up. In the previous quarter presentations, it was something just like this. And now finally they have said, okay, Sven is right, the mathematics have to be changed because the numbers are clear. And this is because of the baseline assumptions that I'm even more scared of. So, okay, 2023, very slow, but then again, the next 10 years, all will be great. Nothing will ever happen. Nothing will shake the economy. Inflation will go down. Unemployment will stay at natural unemployment levels and life will always be great. If I just put a recession here and a recession here, which is a statistical average, this borrowing will skyrocket. The situation in finance might just crack somewhere. And that's why I'm saying everyone is drinking the Kool-Aid here with the projections, borrowing forever like it doesn't matter. How long it will last? I wish I knew, but it is a risk that we have to keep in mind as people, not just as investors, just as humans. Then the consumer balance sheet looks great, but this is all because of low interest rates. Nevertheless, already delinquencies started going up. That's already a sign. And the debt payments are back to previous levels. And if rates go higher, we might see also increases. Unemployment is still staggeringly low and even wages went up a little bit and already ahead of the decline in inflation have been slowing down in growth, which is crazy. If you work for someone, ask for more money because inflation is eating you up. So. I hope this lasts for the next hundred years that we can just print ourselves out of anything, but uh, rationality tells me it's impossible. But again, you never know. Why not? As long as the party goes on, let's just keep on partying. Inflation. So inflation is here 
to stay because if you print money, print money, borrow, print, borrow, print, sooner or later, the value of that money that you are constantly printing goes up to smoke. That is called inflation and things might not be linear, but I think inflation is here to stay. In the US, inflation has slowed down a little bit, which makes the Fed doing good things, everybody happy. Inflation is now not that much of a problem anymore. And we have seen the previous forecasts how inflation will get lower, interest rates will stay lower, and everyone happy. You can see here the expectations, forecasts, and everything that inflation will go back to low, low, low levels, which means interest rates will go down, which means stocks and everything will go up. And that's exactly what's priced in the market. Long-term assets are still highly valued because everyone thinks that interest rates will go down, inflation will go down, and will keep parting like we did for the last 15 years. And you can see here, even the federal estimates are for peaking now and then quickly, quickly going down to the long-term projection of interest rates of 2.5, inflation at 2.2.5, and everybody happy, full of liquidity. But what am I looking here? If I look at inflation and the 10-year treasury yields and debt expectations, you still have negative real rates from bonds. So still, this is a very, very stimulative environment and the government is extremely happy as they are getting more money because of inflation and the debt they are paying to pension funds and everyone, screw them, is lower and lower in real terms. This is how inflation works great for governments. And if you look at it, over the last decade, this real yield was close to zero and now Despite the hike in interest rates and everything, now it's actually negative. If this continues, yes, stocks will be cheaper and cheaper. So it's really, really insane what's going on. If we check the yield curve, it's not even flat anymore. It is skewed towards short-term rates. And then long-term, people try to lock in those rates now because they think that it might come back to this and lower rates. So if you lock this rate in, you will make money on the long-term bonds when interest rates go down and the 30-year bond, if interest rates half, won't be double, but close to that. So that's the bet here. That's why there is a lot of demand for these longer-term bonds. And therefore you see an inverted yield curve and that usually signals a recession, lower rates, etc., etc. Of course, there is a lot of manipulation by the Fed here, so we cannot take market signals anymore. However, it's very interesting how this is what everyone expects, lower and lower rates. Only time will tell who will be right. On monetary policy, we are just playing around with cutting the money printing and stimulus and stimulus as much money as you need 
and we have already seen some bank issues and who knows whether when all the banks stop printing and start selling just a little bit this is 1.5 trillion on previous 5 trillion of stimulus so that's the plan make it look like they are doing something but not really take off the food from the gas and i really don't know how they do it in japan free money for everyone forever maybe they are the geniuses here but if we look at global fixed income this is again insane the u.s market sees the value of the bonds go higher as people expect lower interest rates in the future but developed markets other than u.s already see the bond values going down and also emerging markets as interest rates go up only the us is immune to the system however we have seen money printing we are seeing budget deficits so the only certainty i have is this one that the value of all our currencies will go lower i just don't know whether it will devalue slowly or quickly or it will be a few years like this a few years like that that's the question but the trend is there so be sure to be protected there and then inflation is just slowing down in the us but if we look at uh, the rest of the world europe we still have inflation especially in euro uk is uh, still <laughs> with some issues slowing down a little bit emerging markets this is normal for emerging markets but still inflation i say it's not going away the outlooks always show like everything will be great but will everything be great and will there be no surprises no banking crisis no food shortages no wars nothing from now on our lives will be smooth like ever well if you know humanity you know that every 15 years the world changes completely so you can trash all those projections what will governments do bailing out what happens when you bail out things inflation continues so that's the trend to keep in mind when it comes to money jobs investing homes whatever you are doing if interest rates get lower next year well take that goddamn mortgage for fixed 30 years and then when inflation pick up enjoy the party now alternatives to stocks yes and no depends how what fits you if we look at global equity markets 61 percent of the market capitalization is in the united states for 20 percent i think of the global economy everything else even emerging markets are very very cheap compared to the united states so my thinking is if i buy the biggest i'm risking the most but that's just me a lonely value investor currencies with inflation and everything currencies are devaluing yes but the dollar is getting stronger because the other currencies are even worse than the dollar so how long will that continue i don't know but it is funny to watch international evaluations and the dividend yields are at two standard deviations from historical levels so cheap cheaper but you have to know what you're doing if you want to invest in international markets however you have an opportunity to think about this if you want 
Global Earnings estimates, everyone estimates that the future will just go higher, higher, everything will be great, better and better. But that's Wall Street. Their job is always to be exuberant. If not, you don't like it. Value is still cheap, but you have to then know what is real value, what not cyclical global. That is something we will discuss. And you know something more if you follow this channel. Commodities, everyone was asking me mid-2022, now is the time to buy commodities, of course. And then commodities start to go down. If we have a recession, there might be opportunities. Will we have a recession? Very likely. Sooner or later it will come. Then we'll take a look at commodities. Until then, just wait. Real estate dynamics, everything is pretty flat still. Nothing wrong. But slowly and steadily, it might get interesting somewhere. You never know. But uh, you need to know your niche there. So... As a value investor, you can find value anywhere if you know what you're looking for. Investing just in asset classes without specific selection, I think that at this point in time is very risky, especially with the high valuation of US markets. And we'll see about that now discussing allocation. This is portfolio diversification. And what does this tell you? If you look at the returns, annualized returns, the more you have in stocks, the better you are, especially if you invest at the right price. But everyone is scared about this volatility going up and down, and that's what keeps Wall Street alive because then they tell you, oh, divide it in equities, bonds, they don't care, they get their 1%, whether you have in equities or whether you have in bonds. And if I look at the individual investor allocation average for February, everything is in US equities, US bonds, there is some cash, very little internationally, which means that it's most likely that the individual investor, if things turn, will get destroyed. I'm sorry to say that, but if I look at this exposure, this has an average P ratio 30, which means it's most likely it will go down as we are discussing now in the SAP and we'll discuss tomorrow another 20 companies. Bonds are giving negative yields and you have 25% of your portfolio there. If you expect, yes, interest rates to go down, but that's a bet that's not investing. So this is my bet that you'll get your ass kicked. Institutional investors... Again, fixed income for what is this? Endowments, crazy corporate, defined benefits plans. I wouldn't be investing in these corporations. They're going to get destroyed too. And on that beautiful note, we're going to keep doing what we do. Look for value investments here and there. Those come. You can check what I do on my research platform if you are interested. If not, I'll see you tomorrow discussing 20 SAP 500 businesses one by one, looking for that one opportunity that will do well whatever the environment is going forward. Thanks for listening. If you have any comments, please let me know. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave a five-star review as it means a lot to me. Thank you and I'll be speaking to you in the next episode.